welcome to the Sensual Artistry Podcast, exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love. I'm your host, Luna Agnea, essential arts and intimacy facilitator, relationship coach, tantrika, and artist with a passion for the path of liberation through love. In this podcast, you will receive firsthand stories of sacred erotic awakenings, transformational experiences, and love that goes beyond limits. This podcast is here to inspire, educate, and awaken your own sensual artist, because when you liberate your eros, you liberate your life. All right, so welcome back to the podcast. I have today with me Anna, a lovely friend I met in Central America. Um, We did a training together in Costa Rica and... I don't know, we met at a wedding, uh, wedding event thing, I think. And <laughs> yeah, now we're in Berlin together, partying together. So that's fun. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me here. It's beautiful to come together and like, yeah, meet up in different points of our journey again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Anna's a fellow tantrika that's also an artist that does amazing uh earth clay art stuff as well as professionally working in movies and doing special effects and really cool creative stuff and we're going to be talking about eros and earth and nature and art and things like that today so you want to introduce yourself a bit more yes thank you um yeah so as you said um I found ways for myself to um, build bridges between these different passions of mine. Um, and one big part of it is is art and um, the journey that I had with art. And the other uh, journey is connected to Tantra that, um, yeah, like getting to know the the way how you can live a tantric life um, and having a lot of the practices support me to yeah to 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 get to know myself and to understand like why what do I want to do in this lifetime what do I want to create in which way do I want to be connected with others and myself um and the earth because it's um yeah very deep um healing space and inspiration mm. yeah beautiful so yeah, and is running some retreats. We'll talk about one of them later. But yeah, we're doing some facilitator stuff. So we're both passionate about, yeah, kind of healing, transformational work and tantric yumminess. And yeah, we ran some like sensual play nights together as well, which is fun. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I'd love to hear, yeah, your your story of how you got into this work and getting into healing and liberation work with art and eros and yumminess yes yeah yeah I would say um for me it's it's kind of like um pain to pleasure story um the root of of all of the my journey was um sexual abuse when I was a teenager and um through that, there was a lot of numbing happening in my body. Um, I didn't, I wasn't able to set boundaries. I went into freeze response quite a lot when I was in contact or sexual uh, connection also with people, but not just in the um, uh, relationship realms, also 
like sexual relationship or romantic relationship also in everyday life and um I had therapy that really uh, helped me in the beginning steps and I started to hear a bit about um tantric practices at that time and I was really curious but I didn't really find an entry point that felt safe for me and yeah and then my my path continued and I went to art school I went um I got into the film industry and I um studied as a makeup artist and um I went into the direction of prosthetic makeup Mm-hmm. And yeah, for many years, I was really like deep diving into that world of transformation, like the transformation that we can, that happens on the outside. Um, and I I still really love this job. Like, yeah, transformation is something super fascinating and inspiring. And uh, so I'm always curious about, you know, all the different ways we can play in these realms. Um, but I also really... Yeah, I got to a point where I overworked myself. So I um, I just took on one job after the other as a freelance prosthetic makeup artist in the industry. And um, my ego was also quite involved with all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, like my career went quite well. And I uh, worked on really big movies like Star Wars. And um, yeah, there's something that like got really attached to this identity um and I also just took on one project after the other so I didn't really give myself a break and I used this industry to basically numb myself as well um to not feel the unresolved um pain or like trauma that I was still carrying with myself until I reached a point where it just all crashed and it was just way too much I worked on a really exhausting project and after that, I I didn't recognize myself anymore. I <laughs> was this person, yeah. And that was the point when I decided, okay, I I want to go on a journey and and look at the things that I have tried not to feel mm-hmm. over these many years. And this journey was really um was super intense. I met people who um, really helped me to work with my body. So it was tantric facilitators who really helped me. Um, I did a lot of breath work and emotional release and somatic experiencing, parts work. Um, I met Gaia, um, who's like an amazing mentor and teacher and friend uh, now as well of mine who helped me a lot to have like lived experiences that helped me to move forward and um get out of freeze response learn how to say no communicate my boundaries and learn to express like what is it that I actually want you know like (laughs) and to come connect that back to the art piece as well is that you know from the outside the film industry can look quite glamorous Mm -hmm. like wow you're working with these stars and there's like so many cool characters on Star Wars or in this and that movie and Yes, that's true. But behind the scenes, there's also often that moment where you're like, well, um, you're basically a technician or like also a person who's working in service for um, like a company. So um, it's not me like completely being free, creating and, you know, um, a lot of these things are like um, replicating the same kind of painting on 70 
um, sets of prosthetics that will be applied for the act and they have to look exactly the same. So each um, pimple or each uh, birthmark has to be at the same spot, you know? And well, yeah, you can use this as a space where you practice meditation. <laughs> like, I have patience. <laughs> <laughs> centric prosthetic making exactly <laughs> it's possible yeah. but um uh, it didn't always work for me <laughs> I have to be so um there was I came to a point where I really felt like I actually am not an artist and I I didn't really feel my creative uh, juices or flow at all and when I went on this journey um to to uh, connect to myself I discovered well yeah because a lot of these things are actually coming from the mind so there's it's a lot about perfectionism about hyperrealism about um yeah like it, it's ideas that come from the mind mm -hmm. and um concepts and is there's nothing wrong about it but creative energy or like life force energy is something that is um also you know just gets like in the flow when the head is not involved mm. so i had to learn that and like it really helped me to have this um new way of meeting how i create mm. and and also to be able to separate it um so i suffer less you know when uh, Like, I, yeah, I consider myself as an artist, but if I work in this uh, field where it's quite technical, mm -hmm. I, I I was suffering a lot. And now that I, I am able to separate this more and be like, yes, this is a space where I can actually cultivate creative energy and work with that and tap into a space of no mind and isness. Mm -hmm. um, that is a totally different thing and it, it is liberating and it is something where I can discover my own yeah way to express and to connect with life mm. and the other job is um you know yeah there's also creativity involved but it's way more bound to concepts and rules and yeah yeah I can really relate because I did graphic design like first I was fashion design then I went yeah. into graphic design and um, you know, I was always very creative, but then when you're constantly trying to have it look like something at the end, like yes. there's this end goal and, you know, you have this vision and sometimes it would turn out like the thing that you had in mind. And sometimes it would fall short and you'd feel shit about yourself. And you're like, Oh, I wanted, I had this really great concept and it didn't, um, live up to it or I couldn't yeah. create it. And I, I noticed how much that was really impacting my creativity. And I remember one night just suddenly being like, fuck it. And I started finger painting and I just like <laughs> got these paints and just started smearing them everywhere and just like doing this trippy thing. I think I got a bit stoned, but <laughs> you know, it was, and it was so nice to just like be in touch with like the sensual creative mm -hmm. flow and to not have anything that it needed to look like and to just create for the sake of creating and finding that actually a very liberating thing. Um, even though I, you know, I've always been a kind of like creative artistic person, like there's definitely different ways of, uh, expressing that. And there's, yeah, yeah like the, yeah, the, the mind and trying to like intentionally create something versus like letting that, flow of life force come out and join the mm -hmm. process and yeah we're speaking about this how a lot of people uh think that they're not artists because they don't do this like 
I have a concept and I create the exact thing and it turns out how it's meant to look. And because they don't have that um, skill set to go kind of from A to B, then they're like, I suck at art. I'm not creative. I'm not good at this. Um, and yeah, that it's such a beautiful process when they do just like create for the sake of creating and for yeah. fun and tap into that. So do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, there's an artist that really influenced me on this journey as well. Um, her name is Mira Hashimoto mm. and she worked a lot with Osho mm. as well. And um, yeah, I really connect with what she's sharing. And I, I can see it also in my own journey that um, there's a difference between learning the techniques and like the handcraft tools mm. um, that you consider yourself as like um, a trained artist. Mm. And then there is the creative energy that we all have because mm. it is life force energy that runs through our body. We wouldn't be able to exist without this energy. So um, that's in everyone. And it's it's interesting because a lot of times there's like these moments when we um, when we are children where this energy flows free. So, you know, you can give some colors, paper or even drop a child just in the sand and they build stuff and it, everything, just nothing turns into a whole world. And there is so much um fantasy and and space and like curiosity going into the unknown mm. and chaos and not you know not knowing and then destruction and, and then you smash it after <laughs> like catharsis <laughs> like, um yeah it's so much playfulness and innocence mm. it's really really yeah innocent and then like a lot of us might remember maybe you do remember as well a moment where um maybe you were at school or so and you had this like oh there's an idea how something's supposed to look like so maybe it could be that your paintings or my paintings were never chosen by the art teacher to hang in the corridor so mm -hmm. I feel like oh this is less valuable than that someone else's mm -hmm. or the opposite experience of like yours were always chosen because you're able to copy exactly how something looks like but that is doesn't necessarily mean that this is um, supporting your creativity. It's mm -hmm. just you're feeding into the idea of other people or the concepts from our society, how something's supposed to look like to mm -hmm. be considered as good or as art, but it doesn't have anything to do with the original connection to this creative space inside mm -hmm. of each one of us that mm -hmm. can flow freely and that. um only because of that it is original right it's not oh okay i just copy that from outside um so there's these moments that we can experience um, when we grow up where the access to this creative innocent energy is kind of like cut or mm. gets damaged and and then some people or like maybe i don't know someone ripped your painting or mm. you know something like that happened and for some people it's really um difficult to reconnect to this space after again so they're just like well I suck at art I cannot draw or it yeah it just doesn't look like you know the the thing that that someone draws in an art catalog or whatever so I just don't do it um and yeah and also because a lot of how the art industry works is is based on the mind or in on concepts mm -hmm. of like okay um 
what is the most shocking idea? Um, like, how can you as an artist still impress um, and bring something new? And mm. most of these things are based on constructs of thought. Mm. Um, yeah, so this, to, to get to this understanding of like, oh, wow, actually in, in, um, in the t tantric uh, philosophy or in tantric practices, there, it is so much about connecting to that inner space to that inner landscape and um, practices to learn how to move um, life force energy, how to move creative energy in the body. And um, through that, to tap into that, that innocent um, place. And this is, um, yeah, what, where a lot of people um, like connect to when they, when they uh, connect with Tantra, mm. but it's not necessarily, necessarily something that's then connected to art. Yeah. Like you can use it in that way. Um, but actually it's applicable for, for everything, right? Yeah. Like you can create with it. So <laughs> whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's interesting. They're actually like, it's not something that's known about or talked about as much, but the Tantric has actually had a whole philosophy around what is beauty and what is art and like um, how to, appreciate art and the way that art affects our consciousness and stuff mm -hmm. like this is all towards the end of Tantra Illuminated and I think a lot of people start checking out because it gets a bit like intense by then <laughs> um, but yeah I found it really interesting as someone that comes from a like creative background that there actually is this like oh yeah like your your consciousness is also affected by the way that you take in art and like the way that it creates different emotions and things like that mm -hmm. so there's also like that interesting side but then yeah also the way that we say like you know, when you learn to channel and harness your sexual life force energy and that how like sexual energy and creative energy are one in the same. And, you know, that a lot of people, when they suppress their sexual energy or they're leaking their sexual energy everywhere, because they're just like looking for someone to have sex with, they also lose touch with this creative innocence and this uh, potential for mm -hmm. birthing and, and creating beauty in the world. And that when we get in touch and harness and channel that juicy sexual energy and we, you know, move it through us, then, you know, we can create, yeah. uh, and that might be art and that might be, I don't know, interesting dance or performance or, you know, whatever. Um, and that, yeah, like you really see this overlap with a lot of people that are really, um, and I have satisfying sexual lives and have mm -hmm. like creative expression. Like, you know, a lot of the people in this scene are like expressing themselves in some way creatively. And I think that's, yeah, yeah important connection. There. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like how to weave things together. Um, yeah, there's a lot. It just, it doesn't have to be necessarily expressed through painting or sculpting or so on. But yeah, it, it is uh, so beautiful to watch what it does. Like once people get into practices and, and learn to find a space within them mm. and what to, how to use it. No? And um, yeah, what, what I find really um, inspiring about all of this is as well that like art, um, it's, it's, it's such an awesome or beautiful way to, um, um to express without having the language without using language no to um what it what is this life about like what is the like the bridges that we build to um to our experience on this planet or to our experience of being in this in this human form and the bridges of from this inner world to the outer world and um yeah the more i 
I learned where I went into that direction, I could really see how, um, yeah, it affects the way how I, I look at things, how mm. I meet people, how I connect things together. It's yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, it's in everything. Yeah, that's the, the part of like humans that are meaning making and seeing symbols and seeing symbology and kind of creating an internal story by like things that we see and um, that's how like ritual works essentially is that we're putting together kind of symbols and meaningful I don't know gestures and things and um yeah I mean the more I've got into tantric and like non-dual philosophy then yeah things do start getting way more non-conceptual and your the idea of a lot of tantric practice is to drop into the non-conceptual nature of reality that words cannot define and you know if we're constantly just trying to use only words to express our reality and to connect with people then we're never going to be able to do it and you know a dance or a painting can't either but it gives us a few different tools beyond language of trying to express the inexpressible and I think that's such a beautiful thing and it's spontaneous and it's like just moment to moment and you know that art can be destroyed And yeah, maybe that art is only like a momentary performance art thing or, you know, spontaneous moment. But yeah, it's this like just expression of aliveness. Yes. The the aliveness point is also a really big thing for me. Like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Like, yeah, if I just... even just thinking about the moments like when I started to create or um, like sculpt with earth for example or like collect materials um like roots or seeds or whatever in nature and and um create with that and then having all the processes of like okay maybe I I just need to move something in between to like see what kind of shape is there actually and to tap into like dancing and like how alive I can become and how much I'm actually able to to hold like how much of my of my own aliveness energy am I able to hold? And, um, yeah, when it's really like when you like when you can really tap into that space where it's like pulsing through your body, through your blood, and um, ah, yeah, I'm so grateful that that I yeah connected to this space inside of myself, and it is something that. Um, I can carry and share with other people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I love like um, I saw some videos of you, and I think even you're doing it in Costa Rica too. But like the cow shit mix, and like the, your enjoyment of squishing your feet in like the cow poo and the the dust, and you know the different things that you're using yeah. for this like cob earth building um art and uh, that's also like a kind of funny part of like tantra about deconditioning the yuck and um you know how tantra is about like everything is sacred including cow shit and cow shit is just as sacred as this beautiful gold um metallic paint or something and breaking down the the separation between like what is sacred and what is not so i also think it's really cool that you know you're working and getting people to get their feet in cow poo and like (laughs) create from like earth like that and enjoy the squishing between the toes and like your your bliss and enjoyment of that I really enjoy <laughs> yes it's funny okay let me, let me explain a little bit about the cow shit because it can be confusing so, <laughs> so um 
Yeah, I started to uh, really connect to working with natural materials with cob, which is uh, used to build houses, earth houses. It's like a thousand year old way of, of building. Um, and basically, it's a mixture of earth that is um, has high clay content, sand and straw. And in some layers, you can use cow poo or horse poo or yeah, any kind of um, that direction type of animal, donkey poo. Um, yeah. <laughs> and what it does is the cow, um, because she ha has such a beautiful digestion, um, breaks down all the fibers into really tiny pieces. And this really helps to connect the mixture. So it's like a micro connector. And also there are certain enzymes in the cow poo that help um, the longevity and the protection of the mix. So it's it's not a pure cow poo mixture that could be interesting as well, but um, it's part of, of the whole mix. And yeah, this is something I also... Uh, really love about working with natural materials because it, it it really is this like earth thing or like you know talking about forest bathing or earthing as a as a thing as well that okay whenever you are in direct contact with the earth your your hands your feet um there's an exchange between your body and the earth and um or when you're in the forest and you're breathing in the air that is um you know, everything that's in the air from the trees around has an, a really strong impact on our bodies. So for me, like um, working with natural materials, like when I come from an industry where there's a lot of rubbish produced and a lot of things that just get used once and then you throw them away. Whereas in, in this direction, I like to create the things that are um you you could destroy it, you could just leave it in nature because it is nature. So there's nothing like um you know, no way biodegradable. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And yeah, I, I started this journey with just creating with natural materials during um, the first lockdown. Mm. Um, I found some roots and I started sculpting um, with clay and connected them with the roots and so on. And then uh, when I was in Nicaragua, I was at Gaia Mas place at um, in Anita fire season and uh, I um, created an art project there with cob mixture. And that's where, you know, the whole um, idea was born. I'm like, wow, for, for me to be in that space and to be part of a, of a facilitator training and to work with all the tools to move the energy in my body, to express myself, to, yeah, remove the obstacles, to become more alive. Mm -hmm. And then having the possibility to be in the earth um, with my feet, with my hands and use that energy to, to create and to, to let things just flow and um, yeah, rise and be created from there uh, was just like mind blowing for me. Yeah. And, and that's also how the idea is born for the next retreat as well. But um yeah, it's something happens to people when they're connected with the hands with the earth in this way. Uh, that is, it, it helps to um, access like a meditative state or to become like really zen. Yeah. And also then like emotional release or all these kind of things like mixing the earth, mm -hmm. making the cob mixture where it's like a 
big um big field and you you really have to work it through with the feet mm-hmm. and yeah it's just a super fucking fun like <laughs> drum music on <laughs> and off we go yeah yeah not to mention they have you know there's the, the theory or i don't know if it has been proven <laughs> i like you know dirt being an antidepressant and yeah. there's so many like micro minerals and things that as city slickers are <laughs> deprived of from being an ultra hygienic thing so i think also like for the immune system and yeah. all that and it's probably really good for people too but yeah yeah there's more studies now around um how this the physical contact to earth um is really healthy and like yeah anti um uh inflammatory as well antidepressant you already mentioned um or like forest bathing there's a lot more research done on all of these topics now that um yeah that that prove it for for those who need an actual written proof (laughs) (laughs) you need the scientific evidence it's catching up and it's getting there but i mean you can just feel like uh, you know once you kind of leave the city like the nervous system if if you're paying attention you just notice the nervous system just settles and goes into a more parasympathetic state and yeah i mean i was staying in anita for a month earlier this year it's on like the beautiful Mm -hmm. island of ometepe nicaragua and uh, i really love a lot of the philosophies of inanita because it's like a tantric eco community and like we're eating almost everything's entirely from the island yeah um so you're eating all food that's like locally produced and you know it's up this big hill super isolated we've got wi-fi at least so you're like a little bit plugged in but yeah um you know natural enough and you really notice like the the change to your system and to your well-being which is why yeah it's super nice mixing then the transformational work with like being on land and being in an environment that's like just so radically different like yeah that element is already really liberating than totally. doing like liberating practices totally. and then like getting creative. It's like, wow, it's such a mixed bag for people to have like a big shift, especially if you're burnt out from the same city thing. Yeah. Being creative. Like getting off, getting away from your phone. Yeah. Like uh, starting the day with uh, meditation, with yoga, eating clean, mm. like not all the additives in food. It's just clean food that grows simply on the land (laughs) it's yeah there is so many things just being there and I mean it doesn't necessarily have to be Nicaragua it could be anywhere but living in a way that is really connected um like things don't travel far like your your vegetables fruits everything comes from close by um and you're also seeing the process of like okay we use compost toilets yeah for some people coming from the city to it's kind of a shock to see their own poo in the toilet and then there's like using leaves but I actually loved using yeah. leaves after a while first I was like I have to use leaves but they were really luxurious leaves they're awesome like, well, they're well, really nice. is better than toilet paper yeah. <laughs> they smell really nice like yeah. they have these like beautiful um I don't know the name of the tree like but velvety vine leaf kind of thing yeah and so. um, the smell it reminds me a little bit of licorice mm-hmm. and they just grow around the compost toilet so basically you can you pick your leaves from there and wipe your butt and then there's a shower so you wash yourself after super clean and then um all the beautiful uh insects and microorganisms are creating the most um fertile earth out of the compost so yeah it's all like yeah uh in in 
in the circle in the flow yeah yeah the circle of life I always feel a bit sad when I have to go back to using normal toilets like yeah like, oh yeah it just feels like such a waste a lot of the yeah like the what like who who had this idea like yeah we get down with water um, well yeah definitely it's a it's a space that's just being there is transformational and yeah. then if you are also doing the work through retreat or yeah totally it's, it's yeah. powerful yeah our last facilitator training was also at like an eco community and the compost toilets and yeah like this part of me was nervous like I know some of the people had lived in eco communities and were down with it but also a bit worried like some of this you know people that were new to it but yeah usually people are a bit shocked for the first couple of days and then they're like oh hey this is actually really amazing yeah so, yeah it's definitely an experience yeah totally it's also like um who is it I had a friend or I have a friend who um you know, she was like, oh, yeah, I want to join you. Like, it sounds awesome. And at the same time, she always had, like, all her things, like, uh, cosmetic and everything had to be there. And and I was a bit worried, like, okay, well, it's going to be a shock, you know. Like, and then also all of these things are not biodegradable. So if you're showering and the water goes directly into the earth, it would be great to not use, like, um, regular shampoo or all of that. And, um but she got used to it so quickly, yeah. like she and she loved it. Like it was like, wow, okay, actually, it makes so much sense to me. Like it's it, it's like the opposite, <laughs> the other way around. No? Like, yeah, to be um, we are so used to the unhealthy way of living that. Yeah. So, do you want to yeah, speak a little more to what you've created for this retreat for people that might be interested after all the things that we're talking about and getting to experience it for yeah. themselves? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Gaia, Gaia Ma, and me, we're um, co-creating this space together. It's called Eros Art and the Earth. Just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. like bringing together the the juiciness, um, the creative energy the ways how we can create and um, using only natural materials for that. Um, And it's a space for people to basically connect to their creative energy and, and, and meet themselves in different ways and have art as a mirror as well to um, get things reflected back. So um, yeah, I think it's really a powerful tool uh, to to go into an inner journey and to ask yourself um, certain questions that you might have been avoiding or your art is just going to be talking back to you or reflecting things in a way that is very, very beautiful. And um, yeah, so it's going to be a combination of having different movement practices like dance, everything that helps to um, get the energy in the body flowing, to feel alive, mm-hmm. breath work. Um, there's going to be yoga, meditation, um, also a lot of Osho, um, dynamic meditation or Kundalini meditation. And then um, using that energy and tapping into that no mind space that we can then use to go into creating. And uh, so basically it is not a retreat where, well, you have to have experience in painting or sculpting. It's for anyone who wants to join because we all have creative energy in, in us. And um, yeah, and then basically using that to create. Um, there's going to be group practices where we're going to create a group sculpture project um, and connecting to, you know, what is it? What is the message that we want to share with this world? And uh, how can we put it together? 
and going into a discussion with that. So there's a lot of um, community practices and circle practices involved as well to um, yeah, to figure that out and to practice communicating in a bigger group as well. Mm-hmm. And, and then solo practices with uh, sculpting, spending a lot of time in nature, some hikes as well mm-hmm. to find inspiring materials for the art creations. That's that's basically yeah. the <laughs> ritual magic. <laughs> so yeah, sounds really delicious. So yeah, and hopefully more things like this to come. I like, yeah, I'm all about the ecosexuality, as people can oh, yes. tell from one of my previous podcasts on it with Brittany. <laughs> but oh yeah, true. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, I love um love it so yeah definitely we'll put the link below so if you might be feeling like heading when was it november or december it's uh, 11th of december to 22nd of december yeah cool so if anyone's that part of the world around then then you can check it out and otherwise they can follow anna and i'll put the link below too and yeah thanks for joining me and chatting thank you wait do you have one final thing like um if anyone listening at home Mm. wants to like tap into their creative erotic yumminess if you had like one little piece of advice what would it be Mm. I would say to start with movement Mm. um with dance for example dance is a really powerful tool um to get into a space where you're just really connecting to feeling what's happening in my body right now is the experience that I have and get the juices flowing of like feeling feeling alive and then going to um keep it very simple nothing mm-hmm. complex maybe colors a few colors one piece of paper and let letting spontaneous things happen right like there is not so much about having a plan or it has to be a I'm, I'm painting a dolphin no 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 ideas about what it which shape it should have, which colors, just let it happen. And the the more simple you put the things, or if you just go out in nature and collect things, that's even better, I would say. And yeah, and just uh, let it flow freely from there. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And if you want to be super tantric about it, then burn it afterwards and let it go. <laughs> Creation and then destruction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or it could be I also really love that. Um where it's art that that takes on has different life cycles. So mm-hmm. like you could create something with the earth and put seeds in it, or it could be part of your sculpture. And then from there, once the seeds are opening up and growing, then there's another art piece created from that. Mm-hmm. I I love these kind of things a lot, where it's just like you're releasing the control. Nature does its thing and you're kind of collaborating, like Mm. making love to the earth with art. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Make love to the earth with art, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Anna. Thank you, love. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and through my website, sensualartistry.com and sensualarts.school, where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch. Hope to see you again soon.